Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Come on. of the Spirit of the Lord. 120 gathered in one place, fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. out of shape got somebody wants to join me in the studio so i had to run up and make sure they could get in (laughs) pastor bob simons you're tuning into the tell it like it is radio show 
Coming to you live this May 28th, 2023. Uh, you may be listening to this later on podcast. And so, uh, I just, you know, I, I didn't even realize what that really was going to entail by putting all these programs on podcast. And I have people listening to the program and texting me, you know, on different days of the week, you know, because I give out my number on the, on the Sunday night program here. So it's, it's really been kind of neat. I, um, just, oh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. We are broadcasting live on this AM station, KDIX, which is, uh, the, uh, best AM station here in Dickinson. We've got, um, They've been on. They've been on the air for I don't know how long, you know, back probably before there was electricity. But they've been on the air a long time, and we've uh, also are picked up by Holy Ghost Radio, and Brother Duran with Holy Ghost Radio. He he um, uploads all these to a podcast, and then wherever you listen to podcasts, you can actually tie into this Apple Podcasts or wherever. You just put in um, Pastor Bob Simons, and it'll come up, and and that kind of Brings me, hey, Sister Brett's just, <coughs> Jody just texted in. A bunch of people texted early, too. I'll try to get to some of you. Um, we've got Lori listening from who knows where, uh, probably Missouri, I'm guessing. We've got, uh, let's see, I should read through these. Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman. We've got Ruben listening in Texas. Uh, Carl is uh, listening tonight somewhere in Michigan. we got Phil and Lisa and their gang. Um in uh, pronounce, how does that pronounce? He said how it's pronounced. Oh boy, there's texts are just coming in. Uh, they're in Michigan, also the Gingriches, good people. Brother Jones listening from where is he at tonight? Grand Forks. Uh, they had a church full of visitors, and one lady was baptized, received the Holy Ghost. So re- revivals in Grand Forks, North Dakota. That's exciting. And Brother Jones must be preaching there, is my guess. We have um, Brother Griffith. From um, Great Falls, Montana, Brother Johnson listening. So we have just a bunch of people tying in tonight. You can text me, 701-290-7862. You can be part of the program by texting me questions, scriptures, uh, all kinds of different things. Um, where was I? Oh, well, anyway, the uh, um, I, I don't even know where I was. We had a great church service today, by the way, here in Dickinson. We had a whole bunch of visitors there, a lot of visitors from kind of a halfway house called Hope's Landing. That was really neat. Uh, some some of these people had come out of our jail ministry. That's really cool. Uh, we're seeing quite the deal going on in Dickinson, and we had a tremendous service, a great altar service. People responded to the preaching, to the worship, and it was just really cool. Um, I, I was sure excited about it. We've got... Um, I'm just kind of rambling here, but this week, uh, tomorrow is Memorial Day, and of course it's the holiday, but tomorrow night we have a special service at our church, <coughs> and I'm not going to mention the guy's name because just because of where he's a missionary to, but we have a missionary um, to Israel, and he's going to be with us, he and his wife, Monday night in Dickinson and Tuesday night in Beach. Now, if you're listening here in Dickinson, I want you to come. Uh, this this particular um, missionary is going to be worth your time coming to and listening to. And uh, he's. I asked him specifically tomorrow night to speak about 
the uh, concept of the Godhead, who Jesus is, and um, according to the Scripture. And so, so we're excited about that. I just had somebody just surprise me in the studio a little bit. Uh, Brother Seth Springer, pastor from Bowman, just stepped into the studio, and uh, and I'm glad he's here. He used to be part of this program, yeah, long long time ago. So um, my topic tonight may I may need your help on it. So. So he's a kind of a Bible theologian here, and I'm I'm just um, excited about the topic tonight. I'll I'm probably play a song to. Um, <laughs> so Jason just texted, "Yeehaw!" He said, "So that, does that mean he likes you, or I don't know, maybe." But anyway, um, we we're um, so just kind of rambling tonight. But but we are uh, uh, broadcasting live tonight. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay, I'm going to make the record straight. I was uh, on Saturday. I was talking to a lady that has a professional counseling business. Now, she's not a Pentecostal lady, but she told me, she said, why are you so hard on counselors on your program? And I said to her, um, and I, I know this lady, in fact, she'll be listening to this podcast eventually, but I said, I said, what are you talking about? Now, she was giving me a bad time. She was smiling. She said, you know, I just don't, what do you got against counselors? Because she, she owns a business where they do counseling and She's the owner, and she has counselors that work for her, professional counselors here in North Dakota somewhere. And I, I said, well, what do you mean? I'm not, not against counselors. She said, you say a lot about it on your radio show. And I said, I do? She goes, yeah. And I said, well, do you listen to my radio show? She said, I do. I said, well, you, I, that's not all I talk about. She said, I've listened to every single podcast. Well, that made me feel good. And so um, if she's, I'm not going to mention her name. I don't know if she'd want me to or not, but if you're listening either tonight or later on, I'm, I'm going to back away and say, listen, there's some good counselors out there. Okay, and so if you think that I'm against counseling, I'm not. Um, but she, uh, it made me feel good that she's listened to every one of my podcasts. There's got to be a couple hundred of them out there, and that just made me feel good. You know what? I'm going to play a song. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I'm just going to greet... Um, Pastor Springer here just while I do this. Singing of amazing grace. I was singing of amazing grace. I was singing of 
was singing of amazing. I was singing of amazing. Singing of amazing grace. Singing of amazing grace. I was singing of amazing grace. I was singing of amazing. I was singing of amazing. Singing of amazing grace. Well, I wake up, it's another day. And the devil is not gone yet. No one's up to the same old game. Seeing what reaction you can get. And I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring me down to where he's at. Placing things in my way. Trying to get me to turn back. Everybody, I'm cutting off Eric Appleton. Sorry, Eric, if you're listening. I do like that uh, singing of Amazing Grace song. All right, let's just jump into this tonight. And here again, you can text me at 701-290-7862. Bobby listening from Kentucky. And uh, just good to have all of you guys. A lot of people listening. I'm going to quit talking about who's listening so I can get going here. You know, um, Memorial Day and Pentecost Sunday, two days same day, um, same weekend. I'm going to tie them together tonight on our radio show. You know, a lot of people visited graveyards today and tomorrow, you know, or this whole weekend uh, honoring and remembering their loved ones. And um, and so that's a really good thing, and I think people should do that, and, and it's really important. Um, and also Pentecost Sunday is a Jewish holiday, but also was the birthday of the Christian church when the Holy Spirit was first poured out over 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost. And the um, and we'll talk about that. We'll get to that a little bit, too. Jesus is um, kind of dangerous in graveyards. He, he is. He, you, you never know what's going to happen when he comes around anyway. But when he gets into graveyards, um, and we're going to, you'll say, well, you only have one instance of that. Well, not really. I've got at least two that I can think of. We've got Legion that lived in the graveyard, and we have... Lazarus that was residing in the graveyard last time, or the one of the times Jesus came to visit him, and and Jesus has a way of uh, disrupting graveyards. He's a he, you could maybe even say he's a grave robber. So many people going to graveyards this weekend. Now, I um I want to just talk today. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Ezekiel 37. I'm gonna be in John chapter three, but I I want to just kind of start here today and see if I can tie it all together. You know. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 16 through 18, we read of one of the very first um, interactions between God and the first humans 
I believe, and I'm sure a lot of you believe, that all humans came from the original two, and I think the genetic record even bears that out. But, uh, you know, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 2.16, the Lord commanded the man. He was talking to Adam. This is before Eve was around. I don't know if you know that, but he hadn't created Eve yet. And he told Adam, he said, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And so here, even though Eve didn't hear this, she knew this because later, we know she knew this because she was in the garden later looking at this tree, and Satan came to her tempting her. And she told, he asked her, is it true that you can't eat of every tree of, of the garden. She goes, well, we can accept this tree, and we can't eat it or touch it, <coughs> because if we do, we'll die. Now, she didn't <coughs> add the part there that the day that we do it, we'll die. But Satan, this is what he said to Eve in, in Genesis 3 and 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Now, I don't want to confuse you, and I don't want you to shut the radio off right now. But he told Adam, God told Adam, the day you eat of this fruit, you're going to die. Satan told Eve, you're not going to die, and guess what? They ate of the fruit, and they didn't die that day. So was Satan telling the truth? Was God lying? Well, of course not. What could it possibly mean? How how could God have told Adam that the day you eat of this tree, you're going to die? But the day they ate of the tree, they didn't die. Well, Tonight I'm going to build this whole program, and I'm going to call it Graveyard, but I'm going to build the whole program on the concept there's different ways to die. At least three that I can think of, and maybe four if you even count dying out to yourself. But there's three ways to die. Number one, you can be dead in sin. Like you can be, your relationship between you and God can be dead. Uh, Number two, you can physically die. And number three, your soul can die and go to hell. And that's an eternal death that that is a uh, with no hope. Nobody knows exactly what hell's going to be like, but we know it's not a place we want to go or any anybody that we know. And so those three things are at least three of the ways that I can and now what God was talking to Adam about in Genesis two, the day that you eat of this tree, you're going to die spiritually. Um, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, our relationship is going to be gone. And sin, the first original sin and every sin since then has brought about spiritual death. Now I can prove this. I will prove this. Um, and I've got, I've got my, my resident theologian here with me in the studio, but, and of course he didn't know what I was going to talk about. So he had no time to (coughs) back this up with anything. But look at the story of the prodigal son, Brother Springer, in Luke 15. We have two instances in the story of the prodigal son. When the son came home, the son had, if you know the story, the son had wasted, he had taken his inheritance, basically told his dad, I want nothing to do with you. He left home, wasted it all, came home flat broke. And his father saw him when he was a long ways away, came running towards him, and this is what he told his son. He said, my son that was dead. Well, his son wasn't dead. His son was standing right in front of him. Well, then later when the elder brother was kind of upset because they threw a big party for his little brother who had wasted about about a a fourth of the entire deal, 
he was upset, and I, I still, I have a hard time getting upset at the older brother. I just do. I don't know why. I mean, I just, I, I mean, looking at it from his perspective, you know, like, like, isn't anybody going to reprimand him? I mean, like, he's not realizing he lost it all. Any, I mean, he doesn't. He's never going to have any inheritance here. But the father told the older brother the same thing. He said, he said in uh, verse thirty-two. Uh, what did, what did he say? You have that right there. What did he say in verse thirty-two? Luke fifteen. You got that? Yeah. What did, what did, what did the older or the father say to the elder son? Thirty-two. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. So so here we realize that that this there's there's a different kind of death he's talking about. The relationship with the prodigal son and his father was dead. Like he, he, the, and it wasn't the father's wanting that happened. It was the son. So this kind of death in, in Genesis is talking about a spiritual death. And sin causes that. And, and if you think you can just blame, blame Eve for this, she started this deal, but we've, we've kept it up pretty well. You know, she was the first, but she wasn't the last. That's for sure. And James said it this way. He he said in James one fifteen. He said, "Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it's finished, it bringeth forth death." And of course, he said. Then he said, "Do not err, my beloved brother." And let me tell all my beloved um, religious people that think that sin will not separate you from God. Don't err on this. Don't don't err. It will. You can have a walk with God, and, and if you start living in sin, you will spiritually die first, then next comes the physical death, and then next comes the eternal death. Now, this is certainly, I'm going to get to John 3 here in a little bit, but this is certainly what Jesus was talking about in John 11. Uh, Jesus was talking to Martha and Mary. I think he's talking to Martha in John 11:25. And he said to her, of course, her brother was dead. And he said to her, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Well, first of all, Lazarus was dead physically, and he wasn't doing any believing right then. Jesus is not talking about, in this verse, he's he's playing it both because he's going to raise him from the physical death but he's trying to teach a lesson to Mary and Martha. He said, because in verse 26, he said, Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. Now, what's interesting about that, folks, is Mary and Martha eventually died. Lazarus, even after he was raised from the dead, was going to die. Jesus is not talking about physical life or death here. He's talking about a spiritual life or death. And so... Um, you know, and that, of course, will bring us to um, Ezekiel 37, which I think I feel like just jumping right into. Let me see. Uh, you've got a bunch of people listening tonight. Ooh, okay, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. By the way, I appreciate I appreciate your text seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Maybe this is going to sound a little deep tonight. But it's I'll, I'll try to bring it home here. I'm going to try to bring it home. So far, what I've covered is the fact that there are other kinds of death than just your heart stop beating. You can die spiritually through sin, which the Bible says all my, mankind has done, and then you can die physically and then the eternal death 
or the death of the soul, if I could say it that way. And that soul, even though it's going to live forever, it's eternally dying. I'm not one of these people that think hell just is like blackness and darkness and ends. And but it's there's no matter what it is, there's still some kind of a consciousness that you're lost. And and I um I, I wished it wasn't that way. I didn't write the book. I I really wish I, there's things in the Bible I don't like, but I'm going to believe them anyway. And maybe that sounds blasphemous to you, but. It makes sense to me. I don't like it when somebody slaps me on the right cheek. I gotta turn the other one. I don't like that, but that's what it says to do. So, okay. So there's different kinds of death. Now, that, that, this brings me to Ezekiel 37. And in Ezekiel 37, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, maybe I'll read some of it. But Ezekiel 37, um, you know, in fact. Uh, Brother Springer, so you start reading it, and and then I'm going to interrupt you. So don't be hurt. Don't get your feelings hurt when I interrupt you. Speak good and loud into that mic. But start reading Ezekiel 37.1. Because here again, folks, we're talking about um, a physical death that's very real. That's what we, on Memorial Day, we, we go around, you know, honor the people, our relatives, our family, or whatever, you know, people that we loved that have died, and we honor them on Memorial Day. But there's some other kind of death that, is talked about in the Bible. Go ahead and start. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Hey, you know what? When God asks you a question, us like this, you're best off not saying yes or no, you know, because you'll probably be wrong, so just say, God, you know. You know, that's what he said. These this whole valley full of disconnected bones. And here again you realize Ezekiel's seeing a vision, right? He's God's bringing him to a vision. So go ahead and keep reading. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. Now preach to these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That's ridiculous. Thus <laughs> saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So what did he do? So I prophesied as I was commanded. I might as well. <laughs> and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon, up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Okay, so here, uh, we'll just stop here. He, uh, God in this vision told Ezekiel, this valley of dry bones, uh, bones scattered all around, uh, you know, from various, you know, m- you know, thousands and thousands of dead people. This is a vision. And now he told, tells Ezekiel to start preaching to these bones, and he tells them what to preach. He begins to preach to the bones, and when he does, there was a noise and a shaking, and the bones started finding their proper uh, place. The you know they they even if one leg bone was quarter mile, can you see these bones kind of just were creeping across the ground and finding you know the right body and connecting, and then the skin, the muscles begin to grow, and then he told Ezekiel to preach again to something else. What was that? Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, 
Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Okay, so this Old Testament prophecy in Ezekiel. Now, I I started the program talking about different kinds of death. And here uh, we see uh, a a vision that Ezekiel had that he's prophesying to to dead bones. And they came together and became human bodies and then prophesying to the wind. And then God said it, and I, I will put my spirit in them. And what I want to do, I'm going to play a song, we'll kind of cut into it here, but, but what I want to do for the next part of the program is try to explain to you what, how does this scripture in Ezekiel apply to us today? Uh, what, what does it mean that he was the prophet was preaching to dead bones? What does it mean that he was preaching to the wind? Uh, what does it mean for us? And to find the answer to this, we've got to go to John chapter 3. Text me 701-290-7862. Find a new beginning This ain't where you ever thought you'd Finally start living Crying for what's dead and gone Grieving what's passed away But all I can say Stranger things have happened down in a grave
here and now. Wait for it, wait for it. Something's gonna happen. Can you hear it? Can you hear the sound? That's a guy named J.J. Weeks. I just found that accidentally, but name of this program is Graveyard tonight. The name of that song is Graveyard, by the way. And if you wondered if I got my message from listening to it, kind of. I'm not sure what J.J. Weeks believes, but we're talking about, and it's good to have Brother Springer in the studio with us tonight. Uh, we're, we're working together. He's got scriptures that he's wanting to read that go along with some of the same ones I w- we're thinking about here for this, this um, topic. But if you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, Dickinson, North Dakota, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. A lot of people texting me tonight. Thank you, 701-290-7862. Reading in Ezekiel 37, a prophecy of Ezekiel being commanded to, to preach to dead moans and then preach to the wind so that the wind would come and put the Spirit of God into these dead bones and they became a living army of, of resurrected people. Now, how to, I ended that before we played that song. How does that apply to us today? Well, we're going to turn to John chapter 3, and uh, this is something, um, It's I'm sure a lot of you knew this already, but it's something the Lord kind of either showed me this morning or refreshed my memory to it this morning. But in John chapter 3, a, a leader of the Pharisees named Nicodemus came to Jesus somewhat secretly because he just wanted to tell Jesus, I'm, I'm listening, I'm paying attention. And Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 3, he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Jesus um, said that you've got to be born again. Now Nicodemus asked a really stupid question. I think it's a stupid question. He's, I, at this point, I would have been more like uh, like Ezekiel and said, Lord, you know, you know. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. But, I, you know, I'm just listening. But Nicodemus butts in, and he goes like this. He said, can a man, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, I, you know what? I've had some babies born in my house. The next time it happens, I'm not going to be there. Man, I hear them women screaming and crying and yelling, and I'm praying. You know, I mean, like like I've, I've got a, a one of my daughter-in-laws as a midwife, and they ask if they can use my, my house because it's set up good. And I'm like, I'm leaving next time. I'm going to go stay at the church because I feel so bad for those ladies. You know, now they're, they're delivering, you know, anywhere from five and a half to 10 pound babies. Nicodemus goes, 
Can a man enter the second time? Well, how big are you, Nicodemus? You know, what are you, 175 pounds? I mean, like, this is a dumb question. How are you going to get back in that womb, and then how is she going to deliver you? And Jesus is like, you know, I mean, he didn't call Nicodemus dumb, but like that's that's a dumb question. That's not what I'm talking about. You know that's not what I'm talking about. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. Now notice this. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? This just came alive to me this morning. Nicodemus knew Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 is a prophecy of the spiritual birth that Jesus was talking about in John chapter 3 and the wind that Jesus was talking about. He was likening the Holy Spirit to wind, and Ezekiel was prophesying to the wind and to come and fill these dead bones, and and then later, as Brother Springer read, these dead bones were filled with the Spirit of God, this wind. And so Nicodemus knew this. Like it wasn't just Jesus and his death and his crucifixion and all the messianic prophecies that were prophesied in the Old Testament, but the church, the filling the the new birth the the people that were spiritually dead disconnected from adam or by adam's sin and and our own sin now we've been born again and so it makes sense when jesus when 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 god told adam the day that you eat of this fruit you'll surely die he was talking about a spiritual death and when Jesus said, you must be born again, this is, this is, you know, thousands of years later, Jesus was addressing the spiritual death of Adam. That's what he was addressing. Brother Springer, you got something you want to add to that? At, at this point? All right. Well, he, he, uh, <coughs> so <coughs> Ezekiel was prophesying about the wind that Jesus was talking about. And he told Nicodemus, you should, you should know this. Now, in um, you know, in in John chapter three, you know this this is the resurrection. This is the this is the new birth. This is the um, uh, Ephesians chapter two verses uh, one through five. This is what it's talking about. It says, "And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins." So you can be dead. You can still be walking around. I've I don't have you guys know this that listen all the time. I don't have a TV. I don't do Hollywood. So I don't know anything about zombie movies outside of that I've heard about them. I guess uh, the people at the jail told me the only way you can kill the zombies, you got to cut their head off or, or, or plug them in the face, I guess. That's the only way you can kill them. I don't know that. I mean, I, I haven't seen the movies. But we're, this world is full of spiritual zombies. They're walking around, but they're dead. They're, they're, they're in the grave of sins and trespasses, Ephesians 2, 1 says, and then it goes in verse 2, wherein in time past you walked 
according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in time past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he hath loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. So this spiritual birth, this this new birth, this this awakening, this, um, you know, like I just was looking at somebody here recently that used to know this truth, but has walked away. And I looked into their eyes, and if I could describe what I saw, it was dead. Like it was just dead. They were dead. They were spiritually dead. They were lost. They don't know what to do. They don't. They don't know where to start. Uh, they. They. They lost their spiritual desire many years ago. And I know my this story. Of course, nobody even knows who I'm talking about here. But I know the story very, very well. And and there's no life in them. They're they're spiritually dead. And I was spiritually dead. You know, I grew up. In the United States of America, I didn't know much about about the Bible. I, I didn't know much about Jesus. You know, I, I said I believed in God. If you would have asked me if I was an atheist, I would have said no, I wasn't an atheist. But the God that I served, I made him up in my own mind. And so I just some kind of a weird game I was playing, but but I some people in a, idolatrous countries they make up gods out of gold and stone and wood, but my God was a God of thoughts and my ideas and and when i met the real god when i was 20 when i ran into him i I realized i'm in trouble because i he didn't agree with me i the god i had created we agreed on everything you know I, i didn't feel guilty about anything but you see i was spiritually dead and tonight what i'm talking about here today is a spiritual birth i'm talking ezekiel 37 is a prophecy how it's telling us all, and how it's telling me, particularly tonight, and all of you that are full of the Holy Ghost, that our job is to preach, to prophesy to dead, spiritually dead people. And at the same time, when they when they start to come together, and things start to fall together, usually through repentance, uh, baptism in Jesus' name, and then we prophesy to the wind, and we say, fill them with the Holy Ghost, God. That's that's what we do. We you know we lay hands on them with one hand on. If I can just give you a word pick or a kind of a word picture, one hand on their head and the other hand up into heaven and saying, God, you know, look at look at this going on right here. I'm calling on the Spirit of God to fill people today. And I had so much fun preaching this in church today with all these folks there from our prison ministry. People from Hope's Landing were there. There was a whole back row filled with people from Hope's Landing. And when I got done, I said, "Come on, you dead bones, get up to this altar and let's let we're going to pray that the the spirit of God will fill you." And um, and it was man, there was some real praying going on there today, um, you know. Um, so the uh, let me play it. Let me play a little bit of a song here, maybe. Uh, yeah, let's see. I'll play this one here. See what what is this? Um, uh, let's see. Is that a song? Yeah, let's try that. Uh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. And everybody seems to think they got it coming. 
Well, I know that I don't deserve you. Still, I want to love and serve you more and more. You're my one thing. Save me from those things that might distract me. Please take them away. I purify my heart. I don't want to lose the eternal for the things that are passing. Cause what will I have when the world is gone? If it isn't for the love that goes on and on. But you, Jesus, how I better get a hook flying down here on earth. Well, I can cross the most distant reaches. There's a world, but I just be wasting my time. Cause I'm certain already, I'm sure I'll find you my one thing. You're my one thing. thing. And the pure in heart shall see And you get to live with the choices you make. Oh Lord, please give me the strength to watch and work and love and sing and pray. Cause who have I in heaven but you, Jesus? I oh, want better get a hope to find down here on earth. Oh, I could cross the most distant reaches. I think the world better just be wasting my time. Cause I'm certain already, I'm sure I find you my one thing. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. That wasn't the song I picked. But anyway, that's still a good song, but it didn't go along with this this message. Uh, text me tonight. A lot of people have texted in 701-290-7862. If my friend, the counselor's listening, I, I'm sorry for saying bad things about counselors. I do, you know, I told her this. I said, listen, so, I, I do I do try to be a little bit abrasive on the program just to keep people's attention. Um, like this program, it's not like Jesus loves you, and I say it in seventy five different ways. It's I I try to I try to make it a little hard hitting. The name of the program program is the Tell It Like It Is Radio Show, and so and she you know what it was so fun because she was just giving me a bad time, but she she owns a professional counseling service. But when she told me. I've listened to all of your podcasts, and there's a bunch of them. And she, I, she said, I really like it. She told me some neat things. I need to do a whole broadcast about some of the stuff she told me about how she sounds like a great counselor. You know, people come in with anxiety problems. She tells them, God gave you anxiety. She said, when the tiger was coming years ago, anxiety was there to help you get out of that. She said, but now you're being anxious about things that aren't even real. 
She said, we need to help you find out whether it's real or not. Because if it's real, you got to be anxious. But if it's not, anyway, some of that common sense was just good. Okay, we're talking tonight about the prophecy Ezekiel got in 37. I believe that prophecy and other prophecies were what Jesus was talking about in John 3 about the new birth. That has to do with the day of Pentecost. You know, I, I told you I was going to tie in Memorial Day and Pentecost Sunday together. You know, where Memorial Day is we, uh, a day of graveyards. Pentecost Sunday is a day of life. Jesus in John 11, in the story that I've been kind of quoting back and forth, Jesus is, is his friend Lazarus has died. Lazarus' sisters, they're Jesus' friends also, Mary and Martha, they're grieving. And finally, Jesus did a lot of talking and everybody was crying. And, and finally, in, in John eleven thirty four, he said, just take me. Where have you laid him? You know, take me to the grave. As I started the program out, it's dangerous when Jesus gets into a graveyard. Jesus seems to like going to graveyards, um, you know, like many people on Memorial Day. You know, uh, there are graveyards <coughs> not just <coughs> of physical death, but there's the graveyard all through this program. We were talking about the graveyard of sin. Uh, Romans 8.11, it says, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. This is talking about a spiritual birth. Now, some people use the Scripture to talk about a rapture of the church. That's fine. I'm, I'm not opposing that. It certainly would apply to that, but that's not the context. The verse is talking about spiritual birth. That, that the Spirit of God will bring alive uh, you spiritually. You'll be connected to God, just like Adam was before the fall. We'll be connected to God. And so Jesus goes into this graveyard. Jesus is coming to your graveyard tonight, whether it's the graveyard of your sinfulness that has separated you from God, whether it's the graveyard of your spiritual deadness, uh, like like you don't, you're just spiritually dead. You You know what? When you're spiritually dead... When, when man sinned, Brother Springer, when man lost his relationship with God, he became a higher form of animal. Now, that's going to sound weird to some people. But when you, the only thing that differentiates us between other mammals is our relationship with God. That's it. Now, I know we're a lot smarter than they are. I know we've been given God-like features that they haven't been given. But Many people are living like animals. They're, they're, they're surviving. They're reproducing. They're, uh, whatever feels good, that's what they do. You know, they, they're, they, they're, they don't have any thought for tomorrow. Like what's, what's going to take, I'm not talking about what Jesus said, having thought. They don't, they don't worry about eternity. And you're spiritually dead. You're, you're living like a, like a, a, a dog. And this is the part that Jesus said, you must be born again. Could it be the graveyard of brokenness that you're living in tonight? Could it be the graveyard of hopelessness that you're living in tonight? You know, what I, I love, and, and a lot of this was spurred on by this song, I'll play it again, it's called Graveyard, just a song. I, I mean, I, if I tried to tell you how I heard this song this week, it would be very difficult to explain it. This guy's not a famous Christian singer. It's just weird how I got it on my phone, but I felt like the Lord sent it to me. But 
one of the the in this song it says when the god of resurrection starts rolling up his sleeves just like that unexpectedly death gives place to victory it made me think of isaiah 52:10 where it said the lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our god this isn't talking about the jews here this is talking about all of us. God has made bare his holy arm. God, like the song we sing up at the jail, I brought my guitar in, but I don't think I'll do any singing tonight. But uh, when when he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fists. Our God is an awesome God. You know, he this God can bring you out of spiritual death he can bring you out of hopelessness he can bring you out of brokenness um there are people like i say they're just existing they they uh their life has been shattered they're broken pieces broken bones uh we get to visit with a lot of them up at the jail every sunday afternoon it's always fresh in my mind it's not just all the wonderful people in our church that i deal with but i deal with all kinds of people you know and and god is able to give you victory God is able to to um, to bring you out. He's I'm prophesying. I'm preaching to some dead bones out there tonight in Dickinson. I believe I am, and I'm preaching hope to you tonight. You, there's you say, well, there is no hope. I've, I've ruined it all. Well, see, Jesus loved that type of thing. He came across a you know Jesus is the only person ever successful in his followers talking to dead people. I mean, he, 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 you know, nowadays you'd get arrested for talking to dead people. There's somebody in my jail ministry, I think, was arrested down in, I don't know, heading or someplace messing in a graveyard. I don't know what he was doing, but, but, um, was it in Bowman? Oh, okay. Well, anyway, you know, I mean, not, they probably thought he was crazy. Jesus messed around in graveyard. Well, Jesus, he interrupted a funeral one day. Lady, widow lady, only one son, and he died. Jesus stopped the funeral. So what's going on? And they said, "Well, her son died. The only son she's got." And I could just see Jesus getting a big grin on his face, like this is going to be good. You know, wait till wait till I see this lady's face. Jesus liked doing that. He liked messing with death. He he likes calling people out of the grave, and specifically tonight, the spiritual grave of of sinfulness and spiritual death. You know. Um, let me just say this in the last few minutes of our program. You know, you say, well, that sounds good for you, Pastor Bob, but it's not going to work for me. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 34, Peter was preaching to people that Peter really didn't think could be saved at that time, but God showed Peter different. And so Peter had a kind of a paradigm shift, a, a revelation. Uh, he, he was like, he, he was like, you know, he learned something in Acts chapter 10. And Peter opened his mouth, verse 34, and he said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Peter said, if it worked for me, it can work for Cornelius and his family. And I'm saying, if it could work for Cornelius and his family, it can work for me. And it did. And I'm going to tell you, if it worked for me, it can work for you. You know, I was uh, 20 years old before I came to this knowledge, uh, this this knowledge of the new birth. And I was, 
spiritually dead. But God began to speak to me and raise me up and talk to me. So if he did it for those in the Bible, he can do it for you. If he did it uh, he, he can if he did it for Brother Springer and I, he can do it for you. So our job and my job tonight, and I hope I've been doing this, is to preach to you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, and then to preach to the wind, O breath, breathe upon these slain that they may live. Let me end with Acts chapter 2 in verse 1. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house wherein they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. This is Ezekiel 37. The day of Pentecost, being filled with the Holy Ghost, is Ezekiel 37. You got anything to add to that, Brother Springer? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know, this is I mean, it's so practical. I have watched this. I just want to say, you know, when you're talking about this, seeing God bring dead people to life, I have a brother-in-law who is, a, I believe, a meth addict. I have, was a meth addict. Mm-hmm. Came into the church, repented, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you asked him, he would he would tell you, you know, Kyle, how long you been clean? He'll tell you exactly how many months or years and months it's been. I have an uncle who was a an alcoholic, divorced multiple times, couldn't get his life together. His life has radically changed. I have a, a dad who same story. If you if you would see my family, and I'll just be blunt, a bunch of redneck ghetto people from Alabama and Arkansas and Texas whose lives were a disaster and and you see the ones in our family who turned to the Lord and allowed him to bring them to life there is a marked distinction between the living and the dead mm-hmm. what God has done yeah and it's exciting yeah it is and it's it's the spiritual new birth uh, it's more than saying the sinner's prayer but it's actually being completely born again if you uh, want to meet with us this week, um, this week we have a special service Monday night, a missionary from Israel that I want everybody that can to come and hear. Uh, 501 Elks Drive here in Dickinson, right on Interstate 94, New Life Pentecostal Church. Tuesday night, that same missionary will, missionary will be speaking in our beach church. That's right next to the Family Dollar. That's at 7.30 Mountain Time. Wednesday night, we'll have our regular service here in Dickinson and are also uh, the pastor of the Bowman churches here. They have a Wednesday night service also. And uh, that's right on Main Street in Bowman, uh, Cornerstone. Uh, there's a sign. It's a, a storefront church. At this point, we don't have our own building, but they have a good group of people coming to that. Uh, Sunday mornings, they have church at 10 o'clock, or 10.30? 10.30. Uh, our beach church has church at 10 o'clock. Dickinson Church says church at 10 o'clock. So just want everybody to know, but I really want to put a shout-out tonight. Try, if you are a Dickinsonite or you are close to Dickinson in some way uh, geographically, I want you to get to our church tomorrow night, Monday night, Memorial Day, have a special service, and I really feel like we I would like to pack that place out. 
Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program, I ask you to work. God, I pray that there are those dead, dry bones that are listening tonight. And God, that you're walking into their life and going to start putting them their lives back together as they repent and give their hearts to you, baptized in your name. And, and Lord, we are praying, Lord, for the wind of the Holy Ghost to fill them. In Jesus' name. Shout out to Brother Blackshear, evangelist listening tonight, somewhere down south. I don't know exactly where. He just texted me. I'm going to end with that song again called Graveyard, which is one I just kind of fell in love with. <coughs> the singer is J.J. Weeks. I don't know anything about him. <coughs> but Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Find a new beginning This ain't where you ever thought you'd Finally start living Crying for what's dead and gone Grieving what's passed away But all I can say Stranger things have happened down in a grave
now here you are You finally started living Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.